What's up, everybody? It's your girl, your host, your homie, Queen Breezy, and welcome back to the podcast. Listen, today's podcast is going to be strictly sports related. This is championship weekend in the college football world. Listen, it has been a jam-packed weekend. I cannot wait to get into what has been going on in the sports world with the college football and in the NFL. And then we're going to dive into some NBA talk, too. But before we get into any of that, make sure you are following me on all of my social medias. Give me a follow on Instagram at Crowned Breezy. That's C-R-O-W-N-E-D-B-R-E-E-Z-Y on Instagram. And on Twitter at Miss Breezy Reigns. That's M-S-B-R-E-E-Z-Y R-E-I-G-N-S. Also, if you want to follow your girl over on Twitch, Hit me up at twitch.tv slash crowned breezy. Can't, can't wait to start diving into this sports talk because I can talk sports all day long. Listen, anybody that knows me knows that I can talk sports all day. Give me a topic and let me run with it. Bam, we'll have a whole discussion about what's been happening in the world of sports, i.e. with Tom Brady, i.e. with the Crimson Tide, i.e. with LeBron James. But like I said, we'll get into that more here in the podcast. Cannot wait to dive into it. Make sure you follow me on all my social medias. Hopefully, this will be a good, great podcast today. Hopefully, maybe. This is Inside the Multiverse. All right, so we, now we got the SEC Championship game over the weekend. Alabama defeated Georgia 41 to 24. It was a very thrilling game from start to finish. Great game by both teams. Of course, you know Alabama ended up winning and became the SEC champions. <laughs> of course, who else would it be besides the Alabama Crimson Tide? Roll Tide, baby. Anyway, <laughs> I could go on a whole whole thing just on that alone. Anyway, so the college football playoff is now set. Alabama is number one. Michigan is two. Georgia is three, Cincinnati is four. Alabama and Cincinnati will be playing each other in the Cotton Bowl. Michigan and Georgia will be playing each other in the Orange Bowl, and the winners of those two games will face each other in the National Championship game. Me personally, of course, y'all know I would love to see the Alabama Crimson Tide, Nick Saban, and the boys get into the National Championship game and win another championship bring it back to the great state of Alabama. So it'll be interesting to see who wins these two semifinal games to get to the national championship game. So my pick, of course, is Alabama from the Cotton Bowl game. And then possibly we could get another rematch. We could get a rematch from the SEC championship game between Alabama and Georgia in the national championship but then again, we could get Alabama and Michigan in the national championship. So we, either way, Alabama's bringing home that title. Then all the bowl games that's going on specifically uh, that are of interest to me. The 18th, which is next Saturday, the Independence Bowl, BYU is going up against UAB, the University of Alabama at Birmingham. They will be playing on the 18th at 3.30. Then the 28th of December, the Birmingham Bowl, Houston versus Auburn. We'll see how that go. And then December 30th is the Peach Bowl between Michigan State and Pitt. And then January 1st, we have three games that day. That's um, New Year's Day. We have three games that, get, that day. The Fiesta Bowl, which is at 1 o'clock. Uh, that will be Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. And then we have the Rose Bowl, which is Ohio State versus Utah at 5 o'clock. And then to cap off the New Year's night, the Sugar Bowl between Baylor and Ole Miss at 8.45. So that whole whole weekend leading up to the national championship game is going to be – it's going to be one to see because – Either way, by the end of the night on January 10th, 
the Alabama Crimson Tide roll tide roll will come out with the with the victory. Listen, I'm gonna throw be talking wrestling terminology when I'm talking football. Come out with the victory and get another national championship for the University of Alabama. That would make 19 titles, 19 championships in total. We'll see. But either way, I'm excited to see what's going on for these college football playoffs, especially the, these other bowl games. See what kind of results we get out of that. So, yeah. It is, it, that's foot. That's college football. Pro football. We kicked off week 13 on this past Thursday with the Cowboys defeating the Saints 27-17. And then... On Sunday's games, we had the Colts defeating the Texans 31-0. The Lions defeating the Vikings 29-27. The Dolphins defeating the Giants 20-9. The reigning champion Super Bowl champion Buccaneers defeated the Falcons 30-17. The Eagles defeated the Jets 33-18. The Cardinals defeated the Bears 33-22. The Chargers defeated the Bengals 41-22. Uh, the Rams defeated the Jags 37-7. The Washington football team defeated the Raiders 17-15. That was a very low-scoring game. Um, the Steelers defeated the Ravens 20-19. I saw highlights of that game, and I promise you, I'm just like, why? Just why? Lamar Jackson, Jesus, we need to – we need to, mm. Anyway – and the Seahawks defeated the 49ers 30-23, to which the Seahawks needed that win. After last Monday night, they got embarrassed. They needed that win on Sunday to against the 49ers in their division. Because, whoo. But I'm praying that they get let my boy out of Seattle for real. But by my boy, I mean Russell Wilson, because they, they not helping him at all. Like, the, it is very evident that the Seattle Seahawks are not intending to help Russ get the necessary help offensively that he needs. It's just, it's getting old at this point. This is why the likes of a Tom Brady or uh, a LeBron James, guys like that that are great players, ended up leaving the teams that drafted them. Now, in the case of LeBron, LeBron went back to Cleveland and won them a championship. But still, it, it, it for the longest time, the Cavaliers were not looking to give LeBron any help in his first stint with Cleveland. And I think that's where a lot of people were trying to make him out to be this person that is just so he's very dominant in the paint in basketball period, but you cannot expect a guy like him to do it all in this day and age. You cannot do it all by yourself in football, basketball, baseball, hockey. You cannot do it by yourself. You need a complete team, a team that's willing to help you get to the promised land, help you to help you get to winning a championship, i.e. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Everybody in the world, despite the fact that they didn't have no offseason, despite the fact that they didn't have no training camp, no OTAs, no time to even get to know each other and in pra practice, the mere fact that they literally took an entire season to get their act together and ended up winning the championship together as a team, Shows you that this day and age, you a superstar can no longer do it by themselves. And I, that is the big, those one of the biggest reasons why I admire a guy, a guy like Tom Brady, because he has done more. He has done more with less. Now I know there's gonna be some people that's gonna be like, well, Aaron Rodgers has done it, done more with less more than Tom has. No, he hadn't. No, he hadn't, because Aaron has had elite receivers before. I can name one time and one, like, chunk of time in, in New England where Brady's had elite receivers. 
an elite receiver, I should say. And that guy was Randy Moss. And then after that, he had Gronk and Jules, but um, he still needed help. Even those guys couldn't do it by themselves. I mean, they could, but they're not going to do it by themselves. That's just not how they roll. They put the team before themselves, and that's what I think a lot of people don't necessarily see with a guy like Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not selfish by no stretch of the imagination. He is never selfish. He never puts himself above the team. He's always putting the team first. He's always saying, well, the team played great. Defense, the offense, the special teams, the coaches did the coach really good today. You never hear Tom be like, well, I did this and I did that. I, I led them. No. Mm-mm. You will never hear a guy like Tom Brady say that. Now, the analysts and stuff will say that about Tom and, and LeBron and all that, but you will never hear it come out of their mouth. They always, they always put the team before themselves, and that's how it should be. Because you got most superstars in the league now that are – about themselves and not so much about the team. But let me get off my little tangent here. Let me get off my little tangent because woo child, I could go, I could go all day talking about that. Oh, and I forgot to mention the Broncos, the Broncos and the Chiefs played in Sunday night football. The Chiefs ended up defeating the Broncos 20 to 9. Now to the at the time of this recording will be past Monday Night Football. The Patriots and the Bills, the the Pats are visiting the Bills in Buffalo. I'll have that uh, score for y'all in the next podcast. Anyway, over the weekend, also over the weekend, NXT had their pay-per-view, if you want to call it that. I'm going to be very, very transparent here. I have not... I have not been watching NXT 2.0 like I initially thought I would. When the idea was brought up that uh, Vincent company were going to rebrand NXT, I was like, "Why would you do? Why would why would you change something that ain't broke?" Because you got guys down there, uh, guys like a Johnny Gargano, which I'll get into him and Kyle O'Reilly in a minute. Um, you got uh, guys like Johnny, Tommaso, uh, L.A. Knight, even though he gets on my nerves. Who else is down now? A uh, Pete Dunn. Pete's not staying long if if it's going the way I think it's going to go. Um, a Dakota Kai. Um EO, I don't know why EO is still down there. I, I get that most of them do not want to go to the main roster because once they hit the main roster, it's... <sighs> I prefer most of them to go to SmackDown because if you any of them end up on Raw, you ain't going to see them no more at all. But again, that's another ten, uh, rant and tangent for another day. I just think that they should have really left NXT, the core of NXT alone. Like changing the colors and the names of the pay-per-views, which they took takeover out of the of the pay-per-view names from now on. And I'm like, well, that's kind of your cornerstone of how NXT became what it was. I said was, and because right now I, the jury is still out on how I feel about NXT 2.0. Again, I have not watched NXT 2.0 initially like I thought I would. I've ca- I've caught bits and pieces of 2.0, but not really like sat down and watched it week after week. Now I did watch it up until Mandy won the championship. But since then, I really hadn't, I really hadn't watched uh, 2.0 like that because I feel like it's not the same. It's really not the same to me. 
Now, I could be missing out on some great some great stuff on NXT 2.0. I wouldn't know because I'm not watching. Just like with Monday Night Raw. I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here. Just like with Monday Night Raw. Uh, the I, I'm not I'm not putting this on I'm not putting the onus on any of the talent on the roster. I'm putting all of the onus onto Vince, Bruce, and the creative staff because there are no like true storylines going on. The only storyline that's not on Raw that is going on currently, which I need this to quickly end, is the bloodline Roman Reigns and and Brock Lesnar. That's really the only true thing that's going on, for real, for real. So, I need them to... In order for me to start back watching Monday Night Raw, which uh, I might end up watching it Again, at the time of this time of this recording, I probably would have been watching just see certain segments and certain people. But as far as like watching the whole show, I I I, bar- I barely do that. I barely do. Um, but in order for me to say, okay, let me jump back on the raw bandwagon, is just is creatively they need they got to change a lot of stuff up. A lot of stuff. Like with Becky and Liv, this is the per- perfect thing right now. Becky and Liv is probably the best thing they got going on right now on Monday Night Raw. Outside of this budding storyline with Edge and Miz and Maurice and possibly Beth Phoenix, um, that's the best thing they got going right now. Because everything else in the background... Yeah, yeah. Cause right now Seth don't need to be in the title hunt at all. Ko's contract is coming up at the end of the year, so they're gonna have to do something there. It's just it's just a bunch of bunch of mess, and I just and like I said, in order for me to come back and be like, oh, okay, let me jump back into watching Monday Night Raw. To see what's going on, I needed to. I need some storylines to start building. Give me, give me Bianca interfering in the match between Liv and uh, Becky, because that feud ain't done yet. By no means is that is that feud done. Um, give me. A potential breakup storyline between, uh, not Roman, Randy and Riddle. Give me something with AJ and Omos. Give me some. Just give me something that's gonna hold my attention first of all, and me be like, oh, oh shoot. Let me let me sit here and watch and see what's going on from week to week. The only reason that I really watch Raw is to see what the heck Seth Rollins got on from week to week. Because every time I see him, again, this is a rant, rant part two. I don't know whose idea it is to be coming up with these crazy ass outfits for him, suits and stuff for him to wear. But hell, they need to be commended because they be having they be having my brain just going, what the hell? Ugly as hell. What? Anyway, so yeah, I just, I don't know. It's it, it'll take a lot for me to go back and start watching Monday Night Raw. I watch SmackDown religiously. Every now and then, you might not catch you might catch me not watching it, but majority of the time, I am watching uh, Friday Night SmackDown. As long as Roman is the uh, Universal Champion, uh, the only person I can see after him that could be Universal Champion and I'll still be watching SmackDown would be Drew McIntyre. That's the only person currently on the roster right now that could literally be the one to be next in line for the Universal Championship. Right now, 
There's really nobody. Unless they are building, and I could be wrong, unless they're building up to Dwayne versus Roman for WrestleMania, Roman's staying champion for a very long time. Right now, he's probably at, because Friday he was at 460, so 463. By the time Friday hits, he will be at 467. He'll be at 467 days. The record right now, like 504, and that's Brock's, and that's Brock's um, record. So, um, He's holding it to WrestleMania. He's definitely, he's going to break the record. Um, it's just a matter of when. Uh, but, yeah, I, it, it's a lot going on in WWE that needs to freaking change. First of all, first of all, I won't say it on, I won't say it on this podcast because I don't want to get in trouble. But one big thing needs to happen in order for everything else to fall into place. But that's not that's neither here nor there. Anyway, like I was saying, NXT 2.0, NXT 2.0 had their uh, pay per view on Sunday. Uh, War Games. The only matches I was really look looking forward to for real was the uh, women's and men's War Games matches and the Cameron Grimes do cuts and match, which uh, the women's War Games match team Raquel. Um, one. Who all on that team? Who was all on that team? I'm trying to see. Team Raquel was um Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kaylee Ray. The Toxic Attraction group was, of course, Toxic Toxic Attraction. Mandy Rose, Gigi, and JC, and Dakota Kai. Cameron Grimes went won the hair versus hair match against Duke Hudson. Um, Imperium retained. Uh, Rod, uh, Roger, Roddy, Roger Strong retained his NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Um, team 2.0 won over in the men's war games match. The team 2.0 was Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo versus the OGs, which is Champa, Gargano, Knight, and Pete Dunne. So, yeah. that Oh, and the, the biggest news that came out of the whole weekend far as, as far as NXT goes, Beth Phoenix called her last uh, pay-per-view for NXT, which means to me that she will now be transitioning into the Edge Miz feud on Raw with Maurice being there. Now, I don't know if it's going to be sooner rather than later, but I think it's going to be sooner rather than, rather than later because on Raw, again, by the time this comes out tomorrow, which uh, um, by the time this comes out, uh, Raw will be over. And then I'll just recap everything that I want to talk about for Monday Night Raw on the podcast, which I'll drop a second podcast probably Saturday, Thursday, Thursday, between Thursday and Saturday. One likely is going to be Saturday because I'm going to get SmackDown in there as well. But yeah, that, that was everything so far in the world of sports. I don't talk for 22 minutes, y'all. I'm tired. Woo. 22 minutes and counting. Let's get it. Let's go. All right. So, as I mentioned earlier, two big things coming out of the NXT world uh, this week, this past weekend. One being that uh, Beth Phoenix called her last NXT pay per view on commentary. And it's kind of bittersweet because she's been a cornerstone in that NXT universe for a, a long time now. And to see her <clears throat> transition back into whatever is next for her in WWE, which I think that she's going to be involved heavily with the Edge Miz storyline with Maurice being there. I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure <clears throat> 
that she'll be involved with the storyline, at least on the aspect of Maurice. And um, so we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens with her. She's a phenomenal talent in the ring. I always, always love Beth Phoenix. Will always continue to love Beth Phoenix no matter what she does within WWE. Of course, she's married to uh, Edge and has two beautiful girls. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next with her. <clears throat> Especially, again, with at the time of this recording and the time this podcast comes out, Monday Night Raw have, will be have been done and um, a lot of Stuff would have transpired on Miz TV with the, with Edge and the Miz and Maurice, and I'm assuming that they're gonna insert Beth at some point. It might be during Raw, or it might be the following week. We don't know. So I am looking forward to seeing what happens next with the four of them. The likelihood of them having a match at day one or uh the royal rumble with this few really relatively new i wouldn't expect them to have one at um <clears throat> a tag team thing at day one i see it being like a more one-on-one thing uh between edge and miz at day one and then it continues at the rumble and then potentially at mania to end it so we'll see we'll see what happens we will see what happens. But on the flip side of all that whole conversation about Beth, we got two contract, two NXT superstars contracts coming to end this month. Those two superstars would be Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Now, every report that I have read has said that both are likely to not resign with uh, the company. I know during uh, the uh, War Games pay-per-view for NXT, Johnny gave a farewell farewell speech giving an indication that he's not coming back. He'll fulfill the rest of his duties for NXT and then he'll, just like Kyle, Kyle Kyle and Johnny will be done with um, NXT and be free to sign wherever they want. And I think the most important one is Johnny. With him, him and Candice getting ready to uh, welcome the birth of their, uh, welcome their new baby. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that Johnny would hold out too much, long, too long after leaving NXT because he's they're gonna need the money. Um. So we'll see what happens with Johnny. Johnny, I know Johnny and Candice. Congrats again. To the two of them uh, for ha- being able to be first-time parents. So I'm excited for them. I'm also excited for Kyle because that could lead to him going to, I don't see him going anywhere else other than AEW. <clears throat> we can get a, a redragon uh, reunion between him and Bobby Fish. Um, and this could also open the door more for a Adam Cole to eventually turn the tables on the Bucks and Kenny. Well, Kenny's out right now with an injury, so I, <clears throat> that's not happening no time soon. But eventually, when Kenny does come back, I do see that continuing with between the three of them. With the addition of Bobby Fish there, <clears throat> I think that's going to cause a lot of tension between all parties involved, particularly with uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and the Bucks, because Adam Cole and the Bucks are considered the super click, and that that alone is going to like drive Kenny to question whether or not Adam is really for the elite and not just for the super click. So it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how that pan how that pans out. 
But again, with Johnny and Kyle's contracts coming up, along with uh, KO, Kevin Owens, and it's a couple of other ones that I think their contracts are expiring real soon. I do not expect them to stay stay gone for a while, uh, too long. I don't. I don't expect them to stay gone too long. Um. Uh, transitioning into AEW. I could go on a whole tangent about what I'm about to say, but I I won't simply because it'll it'll take a whole podcast, a whole podcast episode just for me to get all my thoughts and opinions out about Cody. Now, here's my here's my point of view, short version on Cody. I've always liked Cody. I've always liked his in-ring work. I've always liked his mic work. And for him to be one of the cornerstones for AEW is a fantastic thing, no matter what people will say about him, no matter what people may think about him or feel about him. Cody is one of the cornerstones of all elite wrestling. Without Cody... It, it wouldn't work, period. <clears throat> so, to have these notions of, about Cody that he doesn't care about talent, that he doesn't put over talent, that he always books himself to win certain matches, and it's like, no, sometimes when he wins matches that other people may think the other person may may need to win, it makes sense storyline-wise that Cody, Cody wins these matches. Now, I agree with a friend of mine who we were speaking about this uh, during the watch along he did for uh, War Games. And a lot of times we, there's no real storylines built. No essential storylines built. There's like little bits and pieces here and there. But again, I kind of agree. I do want to see Cody being more like put himself within the elite storyline or um, with MJF and CM Punk or MJF and Wardlow, um, which I'll get to them two in a minute. Um, But for me, I think in order for it to flow better, there needs to be some inclusion from Cody. Now, I I get that he doesn't want to turn heel because he has a daughter at home and he wants to be the best dad that he can be to her and be the best husband husband to Brandy and all this other stuff. But a lot of times career-wise, not doing what's best for your career as far as the storyline goes can be very detrimental. And I hope and pray at some point that that Cody um he doesn't have to turn full heel just enough to where we know that he he has he can go into his I, I'm not a heel but I'm a bad guy bag go back to some of his stuff that he did in Ring of Honor and New Japan with the Bullet Club. Perfect, perfect prime example there. Impact, he did a bunch of stuff there. Pull from there, because with the storyline right now with Malachi and Andrade and all them, it's not keeping my attention like a normal Cody storyline would. Now, I am curious to find out what is going to happen next now that he has beaten Andrade. Will he get another match with Malachi to kind of I don't know. We'll see. I, I, it's just with Cody, there's a lot of var- variables when it comes to Cody. Cody is very great. He's very good on the mic. He's very uh, athletic when it comes when it comes in the to the ring. Now he does have his moments where he it looks like he's being stiff, 
and that's just who he is. He, he can't he can't change that. He he's always been like that. <clears throat> but for me, in order to solidify himself within AEW, he's going to have to turn full heel enough. He doesn't go have to go full heel where he's a full bad guy. But he'll heal enough to where he has people like, okay, this is the Cody we can get behind. Hell, I know that when he was in a feud with uh, Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship, that he, if he ever lost, that he couldn't um, challenge for the world title ever again. They can definitely revisit that whole whole situation if and when MJF wins the championship from a hangman or whoever wins it after hangman i personally want him i personally want him at some point not right now at some point i would love for hangman and um mjf to go head to head that i that personally that that bout to me would be the the extra push that um the hangman would need now he's gotten that 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 look uh, when he won the won the championship which i was ecstatic as hell when hangman won the title he's gotten that push right now he's in the midst of is is he's gotten that push? He's the champ. Now he's getting pushed uh, even further with uh, Brian Danielson, which that could bring a whole whole lot of stuff out of Hangman to add to his repertoire. I think the next feud that he could have would would be MJF. Personally, by this time, by this time, I'm hoping. That at some point, Wardlow, he had enough. He can't take no more of MJF's antics. He just like, you know what? I can't do this ish no more. Blase, blase. You keep constantly throwing me in front of you to take the bullet or take the hit. And I can't do it no more. Bam. Find some way to have Wardlow turn on Max. Um, at, at some point, at some point, it has got to happen. It has been two freaking years, two and a half, almost three years in the making. Please, at some point, AEW, if you hear this, at some point, whether it's next year at... Uh, Double or nothing, or all out next year. Have have a plan in place to where Wardlow is. At, by that point, I need Wardlow as champion. Let him turn. Let him turn on MJF uh, at double or nothing, or the next, whenever the next pay per view for AEW is, and then. Uh, let's say MJF is champion by the end. If uh, once Wardlow turns on him, have them two go head to head. Bam, Wardlow's champion. Whoop, whoop. I just, I just need to see him at, in in the ring more often than he gets. But it, it's a lot going on in a, in AEW, especially with the women. At some point, listen, I love, I love, I love, I love Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, but at some point she's got to lose the title. Um, I think the next person that uh, and uh, this person just came to me. She hadn't been on TV in a minute. She just had her, la- her had a match uh, here recently. So there's a couple of people that really 
could give Britt a run for her money as champion. And that would be, well, three. Ty Conti, Anna Jay, and um, Penelope Ford. I could see those three. Now, there's others like uh, Allie, uh, Jamie Hayter. Um, who else? Jade, Jade will probably end up, if if all goes according to plan, Jade will be the first ever uh, TBS women's TBS champion for the women. Um, and I know her, her, her if her and um, if it's Jade and Nyla or Jade and Ruby, because as much as I love, I'm going to get back to Brit in a minute. Uh, as much as I love Thunder Rosa, I don't see her beating Jade. I don't see her beating Jade. Now I did. I said that when she was going up against Jamie Hater in the in the tournament, and she ended up beating Jamie. So anything really is possible. But getting back to Britt, I say Ty Conti, Anna J, Penelope Ford need to be the three. One of the three to challenge Brit for the women's uh, the AEW Women's World Championship. And I think out of the three that could possibly face Brit for the title if she's holding it that long cuz I know she's probably going to have a match at Winter is coming um I would say uh out of the three the more most likely would probably be Ty Ty Conti. I would see I could see Ty well uh, winning it from Brit, but I also again I could also see Anna Jay winning it too. So who knows what what the plan is for uh, Brit and the Women's World Championship? Hell, they might have Rebel and uh, Jamie go after the go after her for the title. Who knows? Um, that would be, that would be fun to look at. Um, who else? Oh, um, best wishes out to Big Swole, who, uh, mutually agreed to part ways with AEW. She's going to be missed. Well, uh, one of my favorite up and coming wrestlers that I've watched in AEW since, since, since its inception. Godly, I cannot talk. Um, I hope that everything that she wants to do uh, is prosperous and healthy and and successful, and maybe one day she'll turn uh, return back to the ring. And it, when she does, I am gonna be so excited for her. Um, one thing that's got me intrigued with AEW is the current thing that's going on between 2.0 and uh eddie kingston now for those of y'all who know who eddie kingston is y'all know he one of the realest dudes on the roster that will whoop your ass and not care he will literally whoop your ass and he legit wants to kick they ass i know i keep cussing i'm sorry y'all but Eddie Kingston's from New York. He he's literally one of those dudes that will literally kick your ass and not even not even think twice about it. And then that now that not only with Eddie Kingston, they've gotten to Chris Jericho too. I'm wondering if um at some point 2.0 and uh Eddie Kingston and Ed Chris Jericho team Eddie and Chris are team up because at some point they're gonna have they're gonna have to team up with each other and just go ahead and take care of these two because these two have gotten on my nerves for absolutely no freaking reason whatsoever other than they are just there to get on my nerves um can't wait to see what adam cole does next with uh between him and uh, orange cassidy uh, I know that the Bucks will have a match against uh, 
two two of the members from Best Friends. I think it's like Chuck and somebody else. Um, I can't wait to see what happens there. Huh? What else is happening? I know somebody has. I know it's a it's a bunch of matches that's happening. Uh, a bunch of stuff that's happening on AEW, which is a great thing in wrestling. Period. I, I'm, I don't look at it as WWE versus AEW. If I'm enjoying it, I'm gonna watch it. Like I'm enjoying it for the wrestling, for the stories, the, the feuds, just everything that it is involved in wrestling. I, I'm enjoying it. Now, if they can get Raw fixed, I can enjoy it all. I have to get back into watching uh, ROH. Well, ROH is currently off right now. Um, Impact and um, uh, not Ring of Honor, New Japan. I got to get back. I want to get in more into more into New New Japan. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I am looking forward to what ever happens next in the world of sports, particularly in wrestling. Uh, now that, again, Beth Phoenix is probably going to be inserted into the Edge Miz feud, among other stuff. Um, I need Bianca. I'm sorry, Liv, but I need Bianca to interfere in this match so she can get her rightful rematch with Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship because she got done dirty at SummerSlam, and I none of the fans liked the way she was done at SummerSlam. So we shall see. We shall see what happens tonight on Raw. And if anything, I'll probably recap again the parts that I do watch from Monday Night Raw on the next podcast, which will probably come out Saturday. So, yeah, that that it's a lot going on in the, in the world, the wrestling world. Like, literally a lot going on. Also, shouts out to R-Truth with his music coming out fairly soon. I got it uh, already added to my playlist on Apple Music. So, yeah. All right, so to let y'all know what's going to be happening at the time of this recording, Monday Night Raw will be over, but we um, we had Damian Priest doing an open challenge for the United States Championship, and then we had the match between Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Edge will appear on Miss TV. Always a mess when it comes to that. Uh, Big E and KO in a steel cage match it's not for the title and probably a whole bunch more stuff on raw and i again at the time of this recording i will recap everything that i need to uh, recap from monday night raw and possibly the oval and dynamite will all dynamite and um smackdown will be on the next podcast can't wait to talk about all of that on the next podcast because baby listen especially with the oval the oval jesus somebody at some point finna die i don't know who it's gonna be i don't know who gonna do it but somebody on the oval will end up getting killed it killed it up on the show um with also i might recap power uh, book two, episode two from season two uh, on the podcast as well. Then, um, I don't know. I might add, add SWAT in there as well. We'll see. We'll see how everything goes uh, for the next podcast. Hopefully, it, the, the next podcast might be a long one. So, it should be fun. Let's see what else is going on in the world of professional wrestling. MJ. MJ said he thought he could beat the Undertaker at five, at five years old. Stop it. No, you couldn't. Braun Breaker. Let's see. Braun Breaker reveals who. On getting a uh, Brian Breaker did an interview. He on the advice for getting uh from uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. on getting advice from people in NXT. 
He said, absolutely, I pick as many people's brains as I possibly can, cultures included, because we have incredible resources and all, and all these are great, great minds for the business that are just available in front of us every day. I use that as much as I can. On who he looks up to and watches for inspiration, it would be Triple H, who wouldn't want who wouldn't want to watch Triple H, but that's another story for another day. Uh, he said he had to go with Triple H. Uh, he really likes his style. He didn't do the half line stuff because he was a big power guy. He was a beast, and he liked Goldberg a lot. Goldberg a lot. He liked Stone Cold and Kurt Angle. He said he pretty much watched all of them. He watched he watched them back in. Uh, back on a regular basis, just for knowledge. Uh, maybe he could learn s- some of the more psychology work about the match or what story they were telling and why they were doing certain stuff. Uh, goals he has in NXT starting, he wants to become the uh, NXT champion. Uh, a main object that's his main objective. Number one, long term, he wants to be at WrestleMania. Who would wrestler wouldn't want to be at WrestleMania? Uh, whether he said whether that's for a main event, uh, being for the world championship and going into the show, or whether just winning a championship at WrestleMania, no matter what the scenario, he said, no matter what the scenario is, he just wants to be at WrestleMania and he just wants to be a reliable talent and be dependable, somebody that the company can count on and put the weight of the world on, on his back and say, This guy can do it. Oh. On who and this is who he would like to face on Raw or SmackDown. He said he would like to fight Roman Reigns one day. I will beat him one day too, as far as Raw goes. Obviously, Seth Rollins. There's just a ton of guys on both brand, both brands. Bobby Lashley is another one. Big E and Drew McIntyre. Them the big guns, honey. Braun, listen. If you're trying to get up to the likes of the Romans, the Drews, the Bobbies, the Biggies, the Selfs. I need you to work your way up first. I need you to get through the Dolph Zigglers, the um, the Bobby, the Bobby Roods of the world. I need you to get through the Happy Corbins of the world before you get to the Tribal Chief, the Scottish Warrior, uh, who else? Big E, and and I don't know who, what the Drip God, Seth Rollins, Lord. Before you get to any of them, um, on what he said about being a part of the UK tour. He said it was an unbelievable experience. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The superstars on the tour were just fantastic. Sasha, Charlotte, Riddick, Rick, all of them were great and gave, and gave him tips and pointers that they didn't have to do for him. But like I said, Braun Breaker, you got a long way to go, bro. I just need you to work your way up to getting to the Romans, the Drews, the Bobbies, the, the the Biggies, the Selfs, the Edges of the world. I need you to work your way up first. I need you to get through get through a Shinsuke. I need you to get through a Miz, a, a Damian Priest, a Sheamus, a Cesaro. Work your way up. Don't just say, "Ooh, give me Roman, give me Roman Reigns," because this Roman Reigns, you don't want to face this Roman Reigns. Give give you another version of Roman Reigns, and then you can fit, get him. But this particular Roman Reigns, you don't want this Roman Reigns, bro. You don't want this Roman Reigns. You don't want that tribal chief smoke. You just, you don't. Um, Everything on Raw, I'll recap in the next podcast. Again, that will be either Friday or Saturday. More than likely Saturday because I want to get SmackDown uh, in and watched along with probably Blue Blood, SWAT, all that. WD files a new trademark for true. Uh, December 1st, a WWE filed a trademark for Skull King. In the past, the term was used for true. Hmm. Vince is just doing too much right now. He's just doing entirely too much. So I read the update on Maurice's WWE status. Maurice is on the active roster for Monday Night Raw. That's going to be hilarious. Because after 
she's done well after everything is done with between her and Beth. Who on who on the roster? Bianca. Ooh, Bianca and Montez versus uh uh Miz and Maurice. That could be an interesting. That could be interesting. Bianca will probably bench press her to to heaven and back, but. But we'll see. Wrestling is starting to pick up steam again, which I, I I'm I'm glad about. But again, I will have to literally have somebody. I will literally have to have the kitchen sink thrown at me in order for me to even consider watching anything wrestling related for Monday Night Raw. Now, like I said, I do catch bits and pieces. Of raw, anything that Bianca is doing, or the Street Profits, hell, even Liv Morgan, everybody else, nah, maybe Queen Zelina, maybe. Other than that, I'm not watching Raw, cause all my people that I need to watch is on SmackDown. SmackDown got Roman, Sasha, uh, Charlotte, Tony, who else? The Usos. New day, all that good goodness. So, we shall see. We literally shall see what happens next in WWE. Uh, I know that they're probably going to be taping a lot of stuff with the holidays and stuff coming up. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see what happens next. But that's it for the podcast today. I like to thank everybody for listening and tuning in to listening to me ramble, first of all. But I am extremely grateful that I am actually going forward with this podcast because before I had the idea and started the podcast, but I, I let it taper off. But I'm going to make it my mission to stick to it. Again, if you want to follow all me on all my socials, please follow me. I am on Twitter at Miss Breezy Reigns. Instagram will be at Crown Breezy. If you want to come holler at your girl over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Crown Breezy. That's Twitch.tv forward slash Twitch.tv I'm leaving this in. I'm not redoing this whole thing. Um, Twitch.tv forward slash Crowned Breezy. That was C-R-O-W-N-E-D B-R-E-E-Z-Y over on Twitch. I cannot wait to talk to you guys more again the next podcast will probably be out saturday recapping a whole bunch of shows uh possibly everything marvel related because we got spider-man no way home coming out not this coming friday not friday but next friday also the witcher season two comes out in uh on the 17th as well so what i might have to do is do the witcher one night and what go and see Spider-Man No Way Home another night. So we'll see. I'll figure it out. But I am going to do reviews on both the show and the movie. Um, podcast episodes probably uh, for Spider-Man No Way Home will be a whole separate uh, thing. But we'll see. Again, if you want to follow me on all my socials, please do. Please follow me on Twitter at Miss Breezy Reigns, Instagram at Crowned Breezy, twitch.tv slash Crowned Breezy. I, I look forward to doing many more podcasts, hopefully. Hopefully next time you guys will hear from me, I will have a special guest or two on the, on the show. I cannot, cannot wait uh, the next after this, we'll probably turn out probably like three more podcast episodes, and then um, three more, including the one that's probably gonna come out Saturday. 
Uh, so a total of four. And then the, after those four, the next one probably will not pop up until after New Year's. Because with Christmas and uh, New Year's falling a week a week after each other, I want to uh, get a break in and then return back to podcasting and talking about everything there is to talk about in the world of sports, music, movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. Um, until then, I will see you guys next time. This has been your girl, your host, your homie, Queen Breezy. Or just Breezy. And this has been Inside the Multiverse.